and we are we hold on, hold on. Are, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, 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 I'm not ready. Hold on, hold on. Come on now. Squad? Squad? Live! What up, fellas? That's just, you started this on just under false pretenses. What up, Sco? What's the word, man? Oh, you know. That was a sneak attack Squadcast I'd beginning. I'd like to catch you guys off guard. I'm totally off balance now. Totally off balance. Private questions. We are live. Totally off balance right now. How's it going? What's the word? It goes. It's good, man. It's fucking hot. It's been hot the past couple of days. It's been balmy. Ball sweaty. Man, it's <laughs> disrespectful. This weather's very disrespectful now. I'm, uh, yeah. Uh, it's like I, in my childhood, I was an incredible fan of like extremely hot days. Loved it. I've grown less and less as I've matured. Yeah. Largely because, like, you know, I, I like to do traditional activities outside, like playing ball in the extreme heat. And I, I often, I've postured that the um, best athletes come from extreme conditions. So, like, all the fastest guys come from the hot places and all the strongest guys come from the cold places, right? Yeah. right. So, like, I always thought, like, if you couldn't keep up when you were outside, like, in the summer because it was too hot playing ball, then you were just a bitch. Yep. Um, so it was like sort of a survival of the fittest thing. So I enjoyed training in those extreme conditions, and I even thought of it as tra- as training in quotes when I was like twelve. Yeah. But now though, like you know, if I'm just like uh, walking out of the supermarket and my legs are chafing together because it's so fucking hot <laughs> for no reason, I'm sweating for no reason. That I'm not so much into. Have you gone soft? Yes. Yes. Nah, it's the, the air conditioning has conditioned me. Well, nice. don't they say like the healthiest state is Colorado because of the altitude and the people up there are just... Well, they definitely say that you have like a competitive advantage if you're used to it and like another athlete, you know. When we were in Park City, Utah for a Sundance in 2004, yeah. um, the place we were staying at had a good weight room and uh, first day I was there, obviously, I was training. Yeah, okay. Um, up, so. up early to train before we street teamed, rise by sin up and down the yuppie ski resort that is Park City, Utah. Um, And man, I noticed it immediately how like shallow my breathing was because I was at altitude. And it's like, it's a, it's gotta be a distinct advantage for athletes who play there all year round versus guys who's just flying in. Yeah. What's this altitude sickness? Like I heard people get that when they go to That's just flying. You can just get that from flying, right? Yeah, but if you're in like uh actually a buddy of mine just got it because he took his family on a uh, R V trip in national parks and shit and he was above like seven thousand feet, whatever, just for like seven of the eight days and he had to go to a hospital on his trip. Because it just accumulated does it mess with like your blood pressure or what? I think you have trouble breathing. You're nauseous. It's like a whole list of all the symptoms kick in. It's pretty serious. Right. I mean, I, there are. Uh, is, are do Kenyans run at altitude? I don't think so. Okay. At, maybe. I, is it flatland? Not to, I, to I display not my geographic pretend. ignorance. No, just I'm now. not going to pretend. I mean, like obviously, you can watch anything on like a guy climbing Everest. Right. Like how difficult every step right. is. Right. You know, as they get to the top, it gets tougher and tougher and tougher just to move your leg once. You well, know? you would think that uh, training in those conditions at all times would give you an advantage when you're under normal oh, yeah. conditions. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What, it's like it, taking a weight vest. Well, off. it makes, right. Weight vest, which makes me think of the breathing masks, right? Oh, my you, God. you saw guys. What right. do you, what do you what, what's your guys' verdict on that? So when I go to the gym, I wear my uh, 
my gas mask, as I call it. Okay. My weighted vest. I wear my uh, ankle weights. And then my short shorts. Toe shoes? Yeah, toe shoes. Vibram and toe then, shoes. And then some gloves. And I'm good to go. Nothing cr- nothing fancy. That's just how it works. <laughs> That's all you need. No, the no, basics. No, I don't know. I you guess look the, like a scuba instructor wearing all that. The weird thing is when you see people wearing those, uh, what are those masks? What are they officially called? Do we know? I don't, I don't know. know. Gas masks, they, they present, they, they prohibit the flow or limit the flow yeah. of oxygen. Right? So if you see Harder somebody using those and they're doing like an endurance exercise or they're running or doing some type of drill, I get it. But you see some guys out there doing it lifting weights and i'm like what's going on here i don't know i just i don't like it i don't well like the, to me there's like a fine line between utilizing various kinds of gear so as to make things make your training more difficult and as such uh raise your game right you you get better because you're using implements that make training I see that. more difficult I see that, right but... but at the same time like i there's a fine line between that and like making a spectacle of yourself Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and like oftentimes like i i look at i wonder what the motivation is behind like the use of some of that stuff like know? it's calling attention yes you go up to somebody who's wearing it and then you just start a conversation right. with them yo what's up man how's your training <laughs> <laughs> what charlie well, brown well like i always said like i like um bands and chains oh, for yeah. training yeah because it makes stuff harder yeah. I don't really like implements that make training easier. No. Like uh like the slingshot which is like, you know, uh um a very it's basically of like the bench shirt technology right. but like ultra simplified. And that's not me saying that it's not a genius idea. And that's not also me saying that like it's probably really good for like the lockout on a bench, right? Like yeah. your the triceps like after it gives you that if for for those who don't know what it is, it's like a single band that stretches across your chest and then like you slide your arms into it and um, it creates a slingshot of a slingshot effect as the weight is lowered and touches your chest. It Springs helps you spring up. back upward. Now, in theory, once that um, advantage that's created by the springing back upward, um, once that goes away and you have to actually lock out the weight, then it's ju- the weight's just as heavy as it ever was and I'm sure there is an advantage to that. So I'm not like shitting on the technology. What I'm not necessarily fond of are um, guys using weights they have no business using. Yeah, because they've used, right. they've implemented, they've they've brought this implement into their program. Right. Um, you know, and it's like it's like one of my knocks that I've ever had, like on geared lifting. Like I've seen some monsters mm-hmm. use a bench shirt, right? But like if you're claiming to be a world record bench presser and then you take the shirt off and you can't bench like 400 pounds like you're right. not that strong it's like it, to me it's, it's almost like there's you're right there's like powerlifting there's just like lifting which is like what i do and then there's like powerlifting like the competitive portion of it right that yeah. has like some very specific training and there's some incredible incredible athletes in that subculture and then there's geared lifting which i also think has some like incredible athletes and lifters and they like you know, push the limits of um, human physiology. But to me, it's almost yeah. like an extreme sport. Right. You know, <laughs> you know seriously, though, because yeah, right? yeah, it's yeah. like, all right, here's what my so body annoying. can do. Yeah. <laughs> right now, okay, so if I add in these, these various forms of, you know, support gear, now I can force my body to do even more than it can. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, there's like an extreme aspect to that. So it's not that I don't like it, but 
to me, you should be like a really strong guy before you ever touch any sort of like support gear that's yeah. going to. The slingshot, like you said, it's, I don't know. I use it a couple times. I think in my, in my theory, it's just um, having the weight on your hands and feeling that. Right. And then, like, yeah, you get the help and assist from the sling. Right. Which other I, than that, I don't know. Which is no different. Like, all right, so when I was, like, in my early 20s, right, um, myself and a bunch of my boys in Brig were, like, obsessed with being able to bench four plates, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, pretty strong in general, like, probably to the point where we should have been able to do it. So maybe there was, like, a mental block involved, but it took a while to get over that hump. And I remember my dad working with this dude who was from, I want to say North Jersey or Staten Island, Long Island, whatever, but his nickname was the Titanium Tank. <laughs> and he was like a, a big bencher and stuff, but I think he did like strength exhibitions and stuff too, yeah. like Jimmy the Iron Bull Pelletchi. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that guy, but mm -hmm. like he's the, he like, you know, could bench 500 pounds for reps, but then he'd like lift with his three, three training partners and they'd assist him on like a 900 pound bench. Right. But like one guy would be spotting in the middle, yeah, yeah. Both, you know, but it's still insane. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like I, there's something awesome about it and yeah. he like had a super cool personality and this dude, the titanium tank, I don't know if it was like his boy, but they seemed like they were of the same ilk. Right. Um, sort of like strength exhibition. Strength yeah. exhibitionists, right, exactly. <laughs> like old school sort of, you know, like the strong men who would tear um, phone books and stuff like the weightlifting version of that. Yeah. And uh, I remember my dad saying, yeah, I was talking to my buddy. He said, write down your workout, and I'm going to show it to him, and he's going to tell you what you need to do. So I wrote down the workout and, like, what I was doing, and he looked at it. He was like, what the fuck? Like, the the workouts, like, there were, like, 30 sets and all yeah. this, and he's like, he's doing way too much. Yeah. And the thing that he said, and this is how I'm going to bring it back to the slingshot, the thing that he said, the key, as he saw it, to becoming really strong in, like, it lifts like the bench press, was uh, having a spotter who helps you do forced reps. Yes. And, it, it's, you know, it makes sense, too. It's like if I think about, like, think back to my earliest days lifting, you know, when you're training with your buddies and you're trying to reach those little milestones, whatever they are, right? Bench a plate, bench 150, bench whatever, right? Yeah. Um, you, the spotter, at least that, with me, it was like an important part of that process of helping you grind oh, out yeah. the reps when you didn't have anything left. So it makes sense. And I guess the slingshot is kind of like that same concept, right? It's somebody helping you a little bit. At, at your sticking points. So not trying to shit on the technology all the way through. But, yeah, if you want to get your bench up, four straps. By the way, like you mentioned, if you can bench press four pies on each side, you're a fucking strong dude. There's something interesting you're about strong. that, though. I'm going to put an asterisk on that. Okay. Let's hear it. Do because it. I once thought, wow, that was really cross. strong. Yeah. A little, <laughs> little, we're going to put it. All right. Yeah, we'll put the cross. Um that's a, an inside joke about the labeling, on, and there's a difference, like, to the FDA between asterisks and these, like, little crosses. Oh, and yeah. in some instances, well, you the use the asterisk. In some instances, you use claims, the cross. It's yeah, claims. it's like, yeah, it's a lot. Um, stuff you have to learn when you're trying to come out with your own product. So, um, what the hell was I talking about? Four pies on Threw me each off. Side. All right, four pies on each side. Right, okay. So, I remember a point. And I would say it's slightly pre-internet or early, not pre-internet, it's early internet. Okay. Where I felt like you could travel to the various gyms in the country, serious gyms. And there was a couple guys who could bench three plates. One guy who could bench four plates. Mm -hmm. Rare guy who could bench anything more than that. And you got to apply the same thing to like say four and five plates on the squat and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Like it was, seems, it seems right. seemed rare. Yeah. Seemed like a big deal. Yeah. And then I would say with the advent of YouTube, and then, uh, this is not me being negative at all, with the advent of YouTube, it almost made people aware of what was possible. 
And it lowered, it raised their standards and lowered expectations. It's like 500 home runs. Yes, exactly. It is. And I, it's, or you know what? It's more like the three minute mile. Right. Where, um, People are like, well, well, shit! I never even thought to do that, and and well, if that guy can do it, I can do it too, right? Yeah. Where like now, I feel like lots of guys can bench four plates. Lots more, lot, a lot more guys can bench four plates now than could say like ten years ago. It, uh, per capita, on average, if you go to like the various gyms across the country, okay. and I think it's because I think it's because like I said, just YouTube. It's a YouTube effect. Yeah, and that ends with the YouTube effect. It's like there were people that could just do it, and then there's people that are like, I'm gonna fucking train yeah. to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's oh, what for I'm sure. do. For sure, and that's like that's not me. Because they saw it, right? That's not me being negative at all. I think yeah. that's like a it's a positive thing, and it's almost about um, what you become capable of when you realize what actually is possible. Yeah, and when you're armed with the information, yep, of how to go about doing it too. And when you, you know? are aware, I think it's you can raise your standards effectively when you're aware of who's out there and what they're doing so what's the four pies equivalent now what's the new standard i think it all depends on i think it might be five plates i think yeah i think five pies i think which is 495 which is a a hair underneath 500 pounds which i've never touched in my life on the bench um i believe that that's like the new four plates and then I kind of feel like th- three fifteen is two twenty five now. When I hit three fifteen for the first time, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, of course, awesome." As it should always be, but I just don't feel like that's like I don't know that big a deal anymore. No, it's not. So. Like maybe the NFL Combine had an effect on that too, like two twenty five being yeah. more commonplace now. But it's, right. it certainly seems like it. It certainly seems like it's no you know no big deal to find guys who can do two twenty five twenty five times or whatever like. That impresses me more than someone doing like a big rep for like five or six hundred yeah. pounds. Yeah. If you can do two twenty five for like thirty reps, yeah, you're legit strong. That's fucking strong. Yeah, you're man. legit strong. Oh, for sure. Someday. Yeah, exactly. But it's all it, like everything else. It's all relative, right? I'm working on it. Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing. Like, I think that uh, I think people's standards are raised based on what they're aware of and what they're surrounded by. You know what right. I mean? Um, like a good example is, I, I think you probably remember um, Oceanside Gym, the original Oceanside Gym yeah. in Pleasantville. Oh, yeah. Which I missed, uh, like its heyday was like right around when I started lifting. And I think they, I want to say they like closed in the late 90s. So I was just like learning about training in Brigantine at the time. And they were... Uh, the hardcore gym in South Jersey. I would say they were probably the equivalent of like Diamond Gym, yeah. but in South Jersey. And I remember a couple of my boys who worked at the Casbah with and um, Lee Vonner. Yeah. And uh, there was a dude named Billy Moran who trained there who was like a legendary bodybuilder. I don't know what happened to him, but like uh, John Rock and then so many of the dudes, the like the OG guys that uh, either would make their way to the other gyms in South Jersey because their gym closed. So some of those guys made their way in a right. break or whatever. Um, they would tell me about the heyday of that gym where it's like 15 guys in the gym benching 500 pounds, something like that. And it's like, wow. what the fuck? <laughs> but it's partially, like I remember this one dude telling me, it was partially because like you'd go in there and you kind of had to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the standard was so high right. that to be, you know, and think about like, you know, how young guys or any guys think like to be respected, to be regarded, to be revered within this community 
you had to do certain things. So like it was the the bar was set so high. It's like football ev- in the south. Yep. Bar was set so high that everybody everybody had to raise their game, you know. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. That's how like that'll tell you how far environment can go. Well, you definitely like walk in the diamond and you're like, oh, I'm not going to take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> Music oh, yeah. blasting, yeah. grungy in there, yeah. fucking sweat, dudes all fucking dudes and wife ready beater, to go. Wife beaters and Tim's. Yeah, dude. You love know? that. Yeah. It's like, and like, you know, dudes training legs, like hardcore, serious yeah. dudes training legs. Like it's, it's, that's a gym that has to the be experienced. I need to train legs soon. I'm, I'm not looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am because it's been a while. Right. It really fucks up cardio for me in many sure, ways. Sure, sure, so sure. I've avoided it because I'm difficult. like, well, I, I want to do a leg workout where I'm not uh, depleted right. from doing cardio before. Right, right. And I don't want to be fucked up from the leg workout right. so I can't do cardio after. Right. So I'm just scrapping cardio so that I can get a leg workout in. It's basically what I'm doing. I've barely been doing cardio lately. I've just been lifting. Right. It it hasn't been. Uh, I've been enjoying lifting more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to. It's fucking just to cardio is uh, sometimes a pain in the ass, sure. especially when you're like really killing yourself to do it. After it gets done, I can't even like do shit for two hours right, sometimes. Right, right. Sure. It's and a... I know the I know lifting can be the same way, but it's like there's a, it's easier to manage to me in some ways. Like there's no way around it with cardio. Oh, for sure. I let alone like I you know I'm in a puddle, yeah. I got a put clothes in a puddle of sweat. Like it's a you know. I mean, yeah. I still certainly train hard, but it lay like, you know it's all relative, right? Yeah. Um, based on your own individual standards and what you used to train, and you being aware of how hard some people are training in the world right now. Like I say that with like an asterisk. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, I, I, I you in sweat. I'm right, like Patrick right. yeah, Ewing yeah, yeah. at the line sweating <laughs> yeah, yeah, when yeah. I do cardio. Right. And I'm still sweating when I'm lifting, but it's just less of a fucking Well, right, and I guess that's what I'm headache. saying. Like, I, I don't know, can't think of the last time that I trained and was, like, devastated afterwards. Yeah. Like, shot. Right. Like, most of the time I train and I feel good afterwards. Yeah, like, I'm shot. Like, that muscle group is shot. Right, right. Like, I can't yeah, lift yeah, my yeah. arms over yeah, my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but a like, different between the pump and, like, complete exhaustion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From like, depleting yeah, yourself. If I, when I do, like, full cardio, I just want to, like, lie on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, it's like, right, exactly. It's like, and right, it's like training tra- training for the pump as opposed to, like, um, you know, like, I think, like, the Dorian Blood and Guts videos and, like, what that training's like. And, like, to me, that's, like, the ultimate standard in terms of, like, Plug hard it. training. Look it up. Yeah. Tell yeah, people yeah. to look it yeah, up. Yeah, we got to go on YouTube and look up uh, Dorian Yates' Blood and Guts. Um, it's from, like, the mid-90s when he was training and he was Mr. Olympia. And it's so Do it now. Hard. Do it then, Yates. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, like, it's then. so fucking hard. Right? A little like, bit like, right? I, I absolutely guarantee you that Roman has watched that video yeah. in the triple digits. That's my goal is to be training like that yeah, yeah. where balls to the wall dude. i'm trying to get i'm trying to approach the way right. that i feel yeah, yeah. from cardio with lifting. yeah yeah that's, that's that's one of my goals so yeah. like i i think about those times like when i was like that shot after training and i'm not Legs. operating on that level right now even yeah. on even on a leg workout i i'm like i'm okay afterwards i'm not yeah. like because i'm not pushing it to that extent to that like you know that le- that level of intensity um where I'm like fucked up afterwards because I've been there many times, but I'm just on a regular basis. I'm not doing that right now. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, and it's like, but I, you know, I'm I'm still training harder for with a purpose. But yeah. like the idea of like going to that to that place, 
Like that's I'm a little intimidated a by the first leg workout. Sure. It's been a while. Well, because there's going to be the there'll be few, uh, you know the the first time you do it and do it for real, you're going to be fucked up because yeah, your legs I'm going to be so your legs sore just naturally get sore. So. <laughs> and I dude, I like I walk everywhere just yeah, yeah, yeah. as a matter of yeah, daily yeah. life, so I'm like yeah. I'm trying to plan it. I'm like, when do I have three days where I don't need to walk? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, dude, you, you're a walker, commute walker. Yeah, I mean, I live in New York City. It's like, you know, to train legs. You're like, I, when oh. I need eggs, I gotta walk. But see, <laughs> but see, here's the thing, right? Like, I I love being sore. Right. But there's a there's a fine line. Yeah. Right. No, I'm gonna like, and I've I've had those leg workouts where I was fucked up the next day, but. Like in terms of like being crippled for days. I mean, we've done some leg workouts yeah. at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me, you, and Frank at one point did like yeah, every yeah, plate yeah, in the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leg press. That's a legendary workout. Yes, that's a legendary Where workout. Where they're like, oh, Mark, uh, why don't you just uh, hop in here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm like, sure, absolutely. And I, dude, I was like, <laughs> hung, hung the whole time. Literally of course. like leg pressing every pie in yeah. the fucking room. Yeah. And, you know, that was probably like five leg workouts ago. For I was, me. that so was. I'm, that that I'm uh, to see that happens. workout was one of the all time great workouts. Yeah, but it also makes me think of uh, like just stupid stuff and like being a kid, but I, with the strength shoes. Yep. Right, and like so, I would play. I play ball. I play two on one. Play ball right. with the strength shoes on, and and all this stuff like beyond like what the workouts that they told you you should do are. <laughs> and like uh, one time, one time I went and I ran distance in them, like two miles, yeah. and then I could not get out of bed. Right. And then, like, once the, the pain went away, I went and did it again. Yeah. And I remember my buddy, Joe Potke, remember him? Yeah, oh, my and, God. And, oh, and yeah. I remember in, in high school having to carry my books <laughs> as I leaned against the lockers and wow. just to hold me up because yeah. my legs were so wow. devastated from doing that. Yeah. And it's like... That's going to be made by money. Yeah, yeah. Those shoes goal. are just made for you to jump higher, right? Yeah, they are. And the funny thing about them it's is like that... It's like a calf workout. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. The funny thing is, is that I use them. Here's the thing. You think it's about calves. You think it's about calves right but i think what it ends up ultimately being is like explosive power through your whole lower leg yeah and i i feel like in that way it made me faster and more explosive like faster first step and that sort of stuff than it necessarily did like makes you jump out of the building like right. hey jump you know a decent vertical but like i and i'm sure it helped it but i i think the ways that it helps you is that it helps with that sort of explosive movement i i they're goofy looking but i would certainly co-sign those for an athlete who's like looking for an edge so greg was dunking a basketball yeah. and benching four pies or hold on okay the dunking of basketball was a very rare occasion only happened a few times in my life never happened in a game so let's let's shirt not off. get crazy shirt off yeah, you know. Young Greg? Well, it's like the, the young Mark Wahlberg physique. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, and the but the four plates I benched pretty consistently for a long time. I haven't been fucking with that for a while, but. Yeah, I wish, man. Nah, man, you know, but everybody, you're, but you're, you're Danny deadlift, though, and you're, you're much better at the deadlift natu naturally than I am, and I always feel like that's, if you just look at those powerlifting lifts, except for, like, the, the great lifters walking the face of the earth, right? Mm -hmm. There's, like, the one lift you're good at, Yep. The one lift you're solid at and yeah. the one you struggle with. Yeah. And I think pretty much everybody's like that. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. I was always a good bencher. I was always pretty good squat. And then I struggle with the deadlift. And I think that everybody's like that to some extent. And you could always look at somebody's physique and how they're built yeah. and their structure and just be sure. like, you know, that guy could probably deadlift because of the length of his arms and then shorter arms. You could probably bench better. So it's all... Pretty much so your what are build. Your, what are your three? Where you got a big caboose, you got a big caboose you so you can squat. Rank, rank your three. So deadlift's my lift, and then I would say squat, and then the bench. I 
I hate the bench. Most really? people love it, live well, for it. I just, I don't know what it is. I just can't do it. Well, it's just that you haven't yet gotten good at it in a way that you're confident in and that yeah. in a way that's fun for you. I, I would think that um, if you went through a process where you, and I would say this is probably the case with everybody's weak lift, that they went through some process where they, you know, they found some training method and they, you know, Which made tremendous progress in it. We did. You're right. They made tremendous progress. And then um, you start to like that thing that you you sucked at. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, the the it's bench the bench program yeah, that we've never program. actually finished, but I think it's a metaphor for life. <laughs> so every week we were training for a powerlifting meet. Yeah, during that time. Well, I, it, you know what the thing is that the powerlifting meet came up in the midst yeah. of the cycle, like thirteen weeks in. Yeah, but it was a twenty week program. You can see, you can tell them what it is. So what we would do is we would start at what was it like a hundred? All right, so like you would pick the number. You remember this? Yeah, you would pick the number. Um, that you, was your goal bench, but not like something that was so out of the realm of possibility. But yeah. the best, the, it would be the most you've ever benched. Um, so you know, for me, it was like 330. Right, that okay, so goal. that's right, 330. So you would start 100 pounds away from that, mm-hmm. and then each week add a two and a half to each side of the bar. And the the uh, initially it was, uh, you would do five weeks of four reps, yep. five weeks of three reps, Five weeks of two reps, and then five weeks of one rep, working up to the, to to that new max. But the idea being that all you would be doing, all you would ever have to do from one week to the next, is, is add a two and a half pound, pound plate. Yeah, five pounds each, five pounds total, right? Two and a half to each side. And uh, you know, remember, you're going for this goal number. Mm-hmm. But when you start chasing that goal number, you're starting at something that's a hundred pounds away from there. So yeah. that initial you get ambitious, like, but no, oh. but but it's great though because it, it forces you to be patient and it really breaks it down to this like exceptionally like um, bare root essence because you're sitting there and you're thinking two and a half pounds, yeah, it's nothing, yeah. right? And what you're doing is you're slowly acclimating yourself to handling these weights. As you progress in that direction. So one day we will finish what I've called the program. And it all adds up over time. And when you make these small sort of tiny advances, it doesn't seem like much. But it accumulates over time. And like, you know, in terms of like the metaphor for life, right? As you're you're making these these tiny investments in yourself and you're just adding a little bit to your load each week, Mm -hmm. right? It's never all that overwhelming. But 20 weeks down the road, theoretically, you might be further than you have ever been in your life right you know and uh how that sort of just gradual methodical patient yes consistent approach how That's that adds everything. up how that adds up so we're gonna have to do we're gonna have to actually put the program into motion i haven't benched heavy in a long time like i haven't benched low reps and stuff like that so it would be a great, it would be a great new i have <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good <laughs> that's good but it would be a great kind of new you know yeah. experiment Revamp your training, yeah. you know, get a little routine going. So you you would advance a hundred pounds in the, over those twenty weeks, um, reaching your PR at the twentieth week. But then, you know, the twenty the the first the first week of those twenty, you'd be handling weight that you really have no problem with at all. Yeah, yeah. and then just slowly adding to it over twenty weeks. I uh, uh an unrelated training note. Okay. Okay. The other okay. day. We were talking about training for the pump versus like training yeah, yeah. for all out devastation and yes. ma- maximum mass. <laughs> right? All right. So, um, uh, well, you know, I've always talked about like the five minute window, the glorious five minute window right. after a really good workout where 
you look like a Greek god and you're pumped and you feel like you could conquer the world. <laughs> yeah. And then you go back to a regular human being. <laughs> back to reality. Immediately, immediately, back to, so immediately back to reality for the, the next 23 hours. I don't know hours. what you're talking about. That five minutes is not All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 you go the back to anabolic five for 23 hours. What do you call and, it the five minutes? Do you have a name for this? Five minutes I, of glory? Yeah, it's like five minutes of glory. Um, the next, you know, the 23 hours and 55 minutes to follow, nothing spectacular, right? But <laughs> So we went to... Uh, we had a training day at Island Gym Northfield, yes. which remember was at one point World Gym Northfield. Remember, yes. and it was like a big deal for us when that yep. opened up because it was like, oh, there's a World Gym in South Jersey, and there were 24 hours and stuff. So we'd go out there like one in the morning to train back. Awesome. <laughs> so uh, yeah, when we were young and had nothing better to do, right? Um, so uh, we uh, we had the training day, um, you know, where we were like just sampling advice and just like talking to people and you know it's like uh the big asian trains there and a lot a lot of our bros train there so it's like uh people are already aware of g-code there um but so it was just an opportunity to get in front of people and put samples in their hands actually give them advice uh you know we had gallon jugs of ice and pouring them in the orange solo cups because mm-hmm. it's a party um and uh we got there early which is rare for me Got there nice and early. Very rare for you. Because uh, we mean <laughs> wow. business. Got there nice and early. Uh, met up with Tall Shady, who took me to a place called Cheeto Burrito. Mm-hmm. Uh, before, uh, Yeah, really good. And it's like right around the corner from there. So next time we find our way down there, we might need to scoop some up, some tacos. Um, so anyway, so I, I, uh, I had some tacos, and I had eaten some... Chips? It wasn't a burger. No, the night before, I'm trying to think. Oh, oh it's probably a burger. I li- no, it wasn't a burger. But I did. A, I've had a couple of burgers. But the streak. No, the streak is weak. The streak ended that day. Yeah, it was only six uh, days. It was six day burger. Time shoot. to start a new one. And time to start a new one for sure. Um, but I, uh, I, I had some Chinese food. Okay. And a few cookies on Sunday night, right? And then I had the tacos with <laughs> Tall few, Shady. A few right? cookies. A few. You know, one a few sleeves, twenty five, whatever. <laughs> <A few sleeves. laughs> um, so, uh, so we we went, and we got tacos, and then got there early, got set up, and I'm like, yo, I got plenty of time. This has worked out perfectly. I'm gonna train. So I uh, make some vice mm-hmm. and go do some arms. Right, twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. Uh oh, the pump was so insane, Jeez. so insane, and for five minutes I was like. I in your am, head, you're just like, I am the fucking man right now. Yeah. And then just right back to reality. Right back to reality five minutes later. I was like, but I was like, for five minutes there. You yeah. touched God. Yes. For five minutes. I saw God's face for five minutes. And then, uh, yeah, then went back to real It's life. like a soundtrack plays for five minutes. Yeah. That's exactly. Gone. Yep. And I was like, when it, it was like, uh, I had the, I had the OG go hard, um, uh, by any means yeah. shirt up right the Raiders inspired logo right so I was rocking that and like it fits kind of good where it's like a, it's like it fits you right and it's not snug life right but nope. it's like it's like a little bit like mid bicep almost like uh, because it's been washed a lot of times and then yeah. it like angles upward and mm-hmm. out above the triceps so yeah. you like you wear that and you like you know you look like you train already yep. and then you get the pump in that shirt and I was like yo so like the shirt was perfect you know, you got to think about that. You got to think about you got to think about the clothing that you wear on the specific day you're training. What you're training, if you're not there yet, for me you... it's the shorts. Okay, <laughs> all right, fair enough. But like for me, it's like uh, you haven't reached the proper level of like narcissism if you haven't considered how <laughs> there's the... a higher level. Yes, if you haven't considered yet how that shirt is going to equate to how you're going to look when you train that body part. Yeah. Then your ego has not swelled to the point that it needs to. This makes sense. Yeah. 
So, um, so yeah, so the, the, just the shirt was right, the lighting was right, the equipment was really good there, and for five minutes, five minutes I was the fucking man. Fucking demigod. Yeah, that was amazing. That was amazing. So, find that, ri- find that right shirt, eat some fucking snacks the night before, mm-hmm. get you some vice, go to a gym with good weights and good lighting. And don't wear leggings. Don't wear leggings. Or a uh, romper. No. Oh, God. Speaking and, uh, of bullshit. Yes. Well, not to, no, no, not to cut it. you off. No, no, just, that's it. Trying to, give, trying to give everybody five minutes of glory, that's all. Fidget spinners. Nope. <laughs> no. Next. Hard no on fidget spinners. I'm totally with you, man. I don't understand. I well, say to Greg, it's like I woke up one day and the whole entire world agreed that they should be selling or buying or owning or possessing a fidget spinner. All right, well, here, here's the thing. I can't, I'm not going to sit here and... And act like I can speak in an educated manner about them. Here's my impression of them, right? My impression of them, right, is that it's like the replacement for people who chew on their pens or whatever, right? And it's for like probably for what we've created with social media and the way television's edited and whatnot, right? Where the idea is that kids have really, really limited attention spans and Mm -hmm. that this device is a way for them to... Release some of that energy. Okay. No, no. I'm, oh, I'm just yeah. saying, like, why, yeah. why they even exist in the first place. Right. My impression is that it was some way for someone to like release energy, and as such, like, main, remain present when like they're not scrolling through a, a timeline on a phone or I don't know. That was no, the impression. Don't I got. get me wrong. I'm yes. not a trained professional in this manner of okay. any of any kind. Okay. One I'm of the psycho- one of the one of the few one of the few areas where you're not an expert. Let's hear it. Not officially, all right. I am sure there are people and children who have genuine problems. For sure. Yes. Predicaments there are. in sure. which a fidget spinner yes. might help address that problem. Alleviate stress kind of, or something, yes. anxiety. I do not believe there are enough of those people where like there should be a fidget An spinner <laughs> in the fucking storefront of Foot Locker. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, you were saying it's fucking. Shop I right. mean, like, dude, the right. tables in Times Square. That's like instead of sunglasses, it's fidget spinners, right? And it's like mobbed. What was the thing that you were saying where you saw it? I saw it on Stack. Oh, right. A supplement okay. so company. A supplement company. Campus Protein is giving away free fidget spinners with oh, purchases of X amount of dollars. And it's a branded fidget spinner. He got their logo on it. But here's my theory on it. I thought the fidget spinner was like a gyrator type thing. So like you get it going and then it continues to go, which would be, you know, cool. But it's not. You got to keep it going. And then taking it back when we were in school and we had, you know, short attention spans, like how it is nowadays with society. You draw like the little S, the four lines, and then you connect them. Right, sure. Or you start drawing, right. or you like play with your pen and you like do these well, fucking I mean, tricks. how's it any different than like a stress ball or whatever the hell? I don't you think it is. But it's like, it's everywhere. I feel like they market it so it's like, this is a fidget spinner, you need this. And then they have the fidget cubes, which has like, you know, a dial on one side, a little thing that you press, and I don't know, man. Well, I'll say this, right? Like, I think about, I think back about that sort of thing, right? And, um, right, like about having too much energy or lacking focus, right? And I remember, and I'm probably still this guy, I'm just maybe not self-aware enough to, to realize I'm doing it, right? But like, I remember being a kid and being in a store, not really in a store, okay, being somewhere where I'm sitting down, being in a restaurant, being yeah. in church, 
wherever, the dinner table. And I'd be there with the, with the knees going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. right? Yeah. And oh, like, yeah, you would do that all the time. Yeah. So yeah. you knew that I would do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. So, like, my aunts or whatever would grab grab my leg, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. sitting in church and they grab my leg, right? Yeah. Or, you know, it's funny that you said, oh, yeah, you, you oh, do no, do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Are you years biting of, your nails? Years of seeing you do no. that. Why are you doing that? Right. No, no, no. Years no. of seeing you do that. Yeah. Like, but to me, the whole thing is like, so what? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I think okay, I said. Like, so what? Maybe if you're like rocking the table, I'm right. Right, on. right. <laughs> <laughs> like if there's some practical. Right, right. But otherwise. But I remember you know. at one point one of my aunts saying to me, "You know, I've always stopped you from doing that. And I'm not going to do that anymore. It's probably a good thing. You probably you're probably just doing what your body What's feels like, like it like, needs to do yeah, to that, deal like, with to whatever me, like, your. I don't know. I I don't necessarily have the best focus. Right. You know what I mean? Like sure. I'll have some idea and I'm think of a million things yeah, about yeah. it and then something else will pop up and I'll exhaustively think right. about that and then you know well the fact that this microphone is tethered here is the only thing keeping me from pacing around the room right now <laughs> we've, we've <laughs> locked the door the yeah I'm gonna need the headset so I can pace your, around your while shock these collars exactly. keeps you within the fence <laughs> so do you think like those fidget spinners are ideal for certain people that do have like I think some people definitely need it but it's being like pushed on people as like a thing that they need i don't think it addresses a problem i don't think people need it now they're coming out with like different colors and designs i just i don't look at it as like an educational thing like we used to make those little paper planes or you would make those little fortune teller things where you put like pick one square yeah, yeah, yeah. or you draw that's what we used to do whereas this it's just Paper football. Something to occupy Paper your football, hands. football, quarters, like yeah, whatever the fuck. Wait, I got it. It's was not- quarters the one with the knuckles? No, that's well, no, bloody knuckles. Uh, yeah. What yeah. a fucking, what kind of savages were we? <laughs> Dude, that's just our species, man. Hit me, man. Fucking hit Kids me. Kids are still savages. Ah. Are they still doing that? I'm done. I'm done. Are they still doing Dude. that? I did a couple times. Dude, I remember like having like the pain Olympics at one point. Like I made some friends in high school. And it was literally just fucked up stuff. And who Rubber could take the most? No, no. You just like put your hand on a desk. How high would the textbook be before it was dropped? Like on your how or hard can I hit you with a rubber yeah, band yeah, in like, the fucking eye? Yeah, it's like just stupid stuff yeah, that yeah. had nothing more than like you know. That's why like in prison people are horrible to each other and just fucking put dudes in a fucking area and eventually Shh. crazy shit will happen. Yeah. Let alone like young kids who are like figuring out the limits of the world and testing themselves and all that shit like yeah it's continuing a theme of past episodes about the problem when dudes are in a room together yeah no absolutely i mean like (laughs) kids are like kids are fucking ruthless oh yeah for sure they don't have like morals yet in many ways not like adults fucking do but you know oh for sure at least we have the illusion yeah yeah, yeah. so after talking about it i think it's just with the texting and everything they need uh their hands to be occupied and I mean, I'm not saying that any kids do. Is this really a widespread thing where we need we have a fidget spinner? Oh, I don't know, but like I, a pandemic, and people are like, you know what, fidget spinners. Well, I, no, I, <laughs> I, I don't know how that caught fire the way it has, yeah. like in the, you know, the collective imagination of consumers and the fact that there's now some sort of belief that that's an industry yeah. and that every kid should have one. It seems like. Uh, you know, there's got to be a it way seems to like, like it's gone too far. It's like there's got to be a way to harness this reservoir 
of nervous energy right, right, right. to do something more productive. Like, can it right. even be like hooked up to a solar panel? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like anything would if be you more had productive. It to, my, to my leg when I was shaking. Yeah, seriously. Like, You'd be like, dude, I don't car. even need a battery for my <laughs> iPhone anymore. My phone anymore yeah, yeah, yeah. is uh, yeah. totally charged yeah. from Greg's leg glitching. <laughs> bring, it, hey, bring it back to the yo-yo or something, you know? Anything would be Rubik's Cube. Like, almost yeah. anything would be fucking more. Well, the Rubik's Cube has an intellectual component to well, it. That's what I'm saying. Sure. Anything. Fidget spinning to me is like, I almost feel like it's like saying, it's you have a problem. Here's this thing that's going to help it. But in reality, that solution yeah. is going to cause. Right, right. Even more fidgeting. Well, right. And theoretically, it's a. Theoretically, right? It's a solution to a problem you might not have. Right. And it's actually like you utilizing a device that's designed. This is a stretch, but you're utilizing a device that's intended to remedy a problem. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because that's really what it is, right? You would think that it's for somebody who's got like some sort of hardcore. Uh, attention deficit disorder or whatever, right? And it yep. occupies them in a way that allows them to be present. Yeah. But like, if you're not dealing with a malady of that level, then what business do you have with? It might even be like heightening that? it. Like, like it could be sure. You know, it's like you creating what, a problem that you didn't here's what you, have at first. You need to relax. I'm going to give you this little tiny fucking thing, right? And you need to rapidly and frequently spin it, right? So that you're relaxed, right? To me, that's like. Well, it's like it's creating not, it's a manic thing. Not much different than medicine, right? Like if you were um, to give someone a medicine, uh, a medicine um, that might really cure or help somebody in a certain situation, but if that pro- person doesn't have any of those issues and then right. they're taking that medicine, that could cause right. all kinds of problems. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a weird thing. Man. Here's an interesting spin on it as I'm looking it up. Spin, if you yeah, will. Yeah, I want to know. Spin. What, like, no pun intended. I want to know what, like the cons- the. Psychiatric consensus. So this woman by the name of Catherine Hedinger, Hed, Hedinger okay. was a chemical engineer by training. She worked for the uh, New York Times, the New York Post, and she actually patented this spinning toy in 1993 Okay. after she uh, came across young boys throwing rocks at police officers in Israel. In response to seeing that, she wanted to develop a soothing toy that could help children release pent up energy and promote peace and she came out with the spinner and now it's in it's, cvs yeah so now like uh i guess they're also well, saying her motivations were great yeah. yeah it's a stress relief for uh sure. adhd and autism and anxiety and for people who have like you know little ticks and it's for psychological stress but i think we can reinvent it or just figure something else out you know yeah, I mean, like, I think it might it's be fine. a bit of, like, a of Band-Aid real... on a bigger problem, right. which is, like, you use your phone all day, like, 14 hours a day, mm-hmm. and when it's not in your hands, you go fucking crazy right. that you, you don't, you're not plugged in still. Here's another thing to keep you... F- right. Well, maybe it should be about the 14 hours where you're on the phone and not right. the... Can I, sa- can, can I sound like an older... No, no. Say it. We're all, th- this is the old podcast. Oh, Greg's. stop it, stop it. Hello, everybody, stop it. episode 57. My phone. Uh, you ever play with sticks? <laughs> <laughs> sticks and rocks? Sticks in a ring. We used to go hunt wolves. That's funny. Yeah, I don't know. I think, like, maybe uh, people need to take a hike, literally, instead of being so fucking manic and amped up from their iPhone that they need to unwind a little device. 
hours. It's entirely valid. I mean, like, you know, but it's it's everything. And, you know, if you are going to reflect back on your childhood and needing or not needing that sort of stuff, right? It's I think it's largely just because you, whatever was available was what you used or had, right? So, like, for example, like, I think about, like, like I'm not into video games, right? Yeah. But I, like, remember being a kid and, you know, you would play, you know, Nintendo or Sega Genesis or whatever, when the weather was really shitty or it was late yeah. night, late night, yeah. yes. stuff like that, right? It, I wouldn't generally be doing it in the middle of the day because I would want to be out playing ball or whatever. Right. And then I even think of like active times, and I don't know if you guys remember this, but like where you would have like legitimate like Nerf basketball tour- tournaments in your house oh my God. and you'd be dunking on dude. each other and bleeding yeah. and fucking yelling and fighting the and stuff. Dude, all the, the time, best, dude. Best, yeah. All the time, yeah. The best, the best. So like even inside... Yeah. Like sedentary Dude, activities I, I, would be I, like all-out competitive brawls. I don't know if you remember, know if <laughs> yeah. you remember this, but like I used to spend like hours doing. That. I'm sure you did. We probably did this together. Sure, jumping to hit like above oh, doorways. Oh, for sure. Like jumping to hit like ceilings I and doorways. I used to get in trouble because of the <laughs> fingerprints yeah. and handprints yeah. above the fucking door. Yeah. Yeah. You can't get that. Fucking Bet yeah. you can't get yeah. that. Yeah, no, exactly. Always. How much higher can you jump? How, yeah. Like yeah. fucking. Always. That was just with a door opening. Yeah. Fucking hours. Yeah. I didn't yeah. need a oh, fidget sure. spin. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it would be like the pop co- the popcorn ceilings. Yeah, oh my god! Right, yeah, so it was like all right, to, so like you could touch it with your. We should talk th- about the house of pain. You could touch it. With, I will always think of that. You could touch it with your like uh, there'd be like a popcorn ceiling. You could touch it with your 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 like fingertips. Mm-hmm. And it's like all right now, can I touch it with my knuckles? All right now, can I touch it with the back of my hand? All right now, can I touch it with my forearm? But <laughs> it's like you know, it's like like a textured rock. So yeah. you're scraping yeah. your knuckles yeah. against oh, yeah. it, your forearms against but it, you're it just ble- the, bleeding. But just for the athletic prowess in that was and displayed. That was a perfect training. We will. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and tell you about the House of Pain. I remember it well. Old Pain. school, Squadcast. Squad. Be right back. So the Takeover Tour is coming to a hardcore gym or a serious supplement shop near you. Uh, the t-shirts just came out and they are gorgeous and we will be uh, coming to your neck of the woods at some point in 2017 uh, breaking you off with a shirt breaking you off with vice samples uh, just for being down with the cause so just keep it locked on instagram facebook on gcodenutrition.com to see where we're hitting next um, after this has already dropped uh, we will already have done the first takeover tour in South Jersey, hitting 14 spots starting at 8 a.m. at the Brigantine Fitness Center. So we're definitely going to be hitting North Jersey. We're definitely going to be hitting Philly and New York. So uh, there's a lot of world out there to conquer, and we're starting right where it all began. We're back here at the zoo. Hey. The morning zoo crew. <laughs> Woo. Where Ling Ling the panda is giving birth. <laughs> he, t- <laughs> he took the zoo literally. I understood what both of you were saying. It's all good. So the house of pain. Oof. Dirt. I don't know if you're familiar with this when we were He's young. Not. Uh, this girl we went to school with who uh, lived next door to me. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple blocks from Greg. So we would frequent it. Had an indoor and... You'll see it's not it's misleading to use the word indoor, but it was in her garage, hoop. 
a basketball hoop inside, inside. her nice. inside the garage. Right. So it was like a, you know, size? it was like a nice uh-huh. ho- nice house on the beach. Nice right? house on the so beach. then like the garage had a relatively high ceiling. I'd say probably like a 14 12 foot ceiling maybe. Maybe 14. Okay. Because that's only four feet. Right. So no so rainbows. Hoop, You're not so the hoop, rainbows. Oh, no. Well, the hoop, no. was, the hoop wasn't 10 feet. The hoop was at... No, the, yeah, the, the hoop was, was probably that, like nine... Right. Hoop was probably oh, at about nine shit. feet. So, and, but and listen. Don't come so, so, but it was like on a wall. Yeah. So there's no like laying a ball up and going past mm-hmm. underneath the backboard. Like you're at the wall if you're laying the ball. You gotta be creative. And the walls were popcorn ceiling walls. <laughs> so they were like spiked fucking sandpaper walls oh right and we would play in there and so like you could only shoot like line drives and it was still a garage like this was not a fucking right this was not a gym right this was someone just nailed a fucking mm-hmm. yeah. you know a decent sized garage that had like yeah, yeah. a decent size like ceiling for storage yeah, yeah, yeah. if you wanted to put some racks up there and yeah, put some shit sure. but it wasn't like no. uh, having a gym was there like tool shelvings on the side and stuff no it was luckily like like that that's what it was designed for. But it was but, intended. But it, once the hoop went up, it was intended to play ball. Right, right. And they had like you know she had like a little sister, right. so it was like yeah, what's the why not? We'll put it indoors. Yeah. But we'd come, up, we'd be like <laughs> ring the doorbell. They just open it for us, yeah, and yeah. we'd play there. Like yeah, it was yeah. raining or whatever, yeah, we'd go yeah. there and play. And we'd usually, dude, it could barely fit four of us, but we'd play like two yeah. on two games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a spiked box. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. And. We played physical, like our style, our brand of basketball was a physical one. Absolutely. So like, and that wasn't going to stop because we were in this little yeah. room. So there's no out of bounds. So you guys no. are like, no, no, the wall, you the, the walls were out of bounds and you couldn't be like, that's out, man. Yeah, like yeah. if the ball yeah. went off the wall, like the, the wall was part of the play. It was in the, play. Yeah, it was in play. It had to be. There was no way it couldn't be. I would do like behind the back passes off the wall. Yeah. No, dude, but head. like we, like if we were playing horse or whatever, you're like jumping off the wall and dunking yeah. or doing like crazy <laughs> stuff trick shots off the wall like but yeah it would absolutely loose balls you run after a loose ball and it's bouncing off the wall and coming right back at you neck hits the wall (laughs) yeah and you get checked dude like it was almost impossible to go for a layup and not end up with some amount of wall either in your back what was also wild right was the idea that like we were largely under the impression that if you had a hoop out in front of your house it was fair game oh yeah yeah. (laughs) yeah, dude so we would just go and play at random people's fucking driveways and shit and we had like preferences yeah like oh is it crusty yeah yeah. i broke the crusty room you did break the crusty room i shacked the crusty room (laughs) (laughs) there was like a room that was and we ran rusty (laughs) rusty and like dry rotted rim and i i dunked on it and 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 cracked you know because it was rot it was like dry rotted yeah um cracked the room and we like fucking hauled ass like we had just like uh you know robbed the, the, robbed the bank yeah so it uh, got, cops are coming there go. so we got coined house of pain because it was just a fucking you chaos would, yeah, yeah. yeah we'd be gonna, like you want to go to the house of pain man yeah, and we'd go gonna, and just you'd and you were gonna bleed like, and we'd bring someone there for like the first time yeah. and they'd be like what the fuck yeah See, I had I had the hoop on the outside on the street. Nice. And we had like the little aerobic trampoline. So when oh people God. would come up our street, you'd be like, hey, you got time to watch our little dunk contest real quick? And then some people would be like, just fucking move, man, move. And other people would wait and then we'd do like two yeah. dunks and then let them go. Yeah. But it was on like, you know, the this, this seven foot rim, it's which awesome. is awesome. Extreme awesome. dunking sports. That's awesome. With Dirt Malone. Yeah, we... Uh... There's always always innovative things that yeah. you would you oh, know, sure. muster up when you were young to do. But we were like, awesome. for real, like if you were just some dude who had a hoop in front of his house, we were just going to go and play ball in front yeah. of your house <laughs> and not ask you. 
And then either they'd come out and bitch or they'd be cool. Yeah. And, you know, you would play or they'd be at work and we'd be there playing all we'd day. We'd stop at like four hoops on the way to the park play, to, yeah, play the way to play ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, hey, you put up a hoop, man. It's like you're inviting us to come play. Mm-hmm. That's the way we saw it. Like, I wonder did. if it's still like that for kids. Like, we well, just don't hit their. House I mean, there's a couple night. of block up. We should just go try. There's a couple like we walked past yeah. a couple on that street. Yeah. We'll just start playing. <sighs> See what happens. Well, get your fidget spinners. Yeah, I mean, doing anything physical is way better. How are you? I'm looking, yeah. at, Dur- I'm looking at Dur- Malone, and I, I feel like he's got a list that he's ready to refer to. He wants to do some r- rapid fire yeah. questions oh, wow. or some kind of checklist or. I don't know what I just got. I wrote, he came with notes, which makes me a little bit uncomfortable. It's it's long. Wow, it is long. No, I just have like this. Uh, I have a couple things that are I th- I think are are oh, you are hilarious. Oh, all right, hilarious observations. I thought, about li- life. I thought you, this was a list of grievances. Yeah, airing of grievances. <sighs> Today I punched a woman the in the street. No. Yes. In June tenth of this year, twenty seventeen. Okay. A group of people. From Fontana, California, oh, use God. the. Is audit- this what kind of squad? Ca- is this what our <laughs> podcast is now? <laughs> car- car- All right, is go this- ahead. No, go I just ahead. thought I thought this was interesting. Okay, so go ahead. Supposedly, there's like the Guinness Book of World Records for the okay. longest pizza. Okay, <laughs> and I it- might I might have seen a clip of okay. it. Okay, and so last year, I guess in Naples, they had the record uh, for you know, fucking the longest pizza ever. Okay, so this year and this month they broke it. They used a California Auto Club Speedway, and they made a pizza a mile and a half long. (laughs) Uh, Who was fed with this pizza eventually? Well, the people, the volunteers that helped, and then they donated it to charity and food banks. But I just think it's hilarious, like, using this speedway to break, like, a Guinness Book of World Records. And then they had this little uh, convection, gas convection oven that would just kind of go over this thing slowly for eight hours, and it would just cook it. I, you know what? I saw what must have been the previous attempt. Is this the type of podcast we're doing? <laughs> I saw what must it's like have a been. Mor- it's like a morning show. Like, what? I feel like I should have, like, uh, like a suit on and a, like a hairdo. Jumping like up a, next like live horn, on like yeah. 103.2 Radio. Don't yeah, miss it. Like the zany feet of the day. Boxing playing friends. Katy Perry. <laughs> well, zany feet. Coming to you from Fontana. <laughs> they made I up. saw what must have. First of all, I'm going to eat that pizza when we're done. Secondly, I saw what must have been the previous attempt. And they did it in Italy on a boardwalk feeding on a, a yeah. conveyor belt through a brick oven. Uh, so it gradually brick ovened did. And we're, we're how did he get out of it? How did he get out of it? I don't know. The... They had like a whole table set up for like two, you know. Right. It must have been, ten, I'm sure. I bet you that pizza was a lot better than the one in California. So let me ask you, if you, sometimes I, over the years I've asked people this, like, if you had to pick a skill, mm-hmm. this is somewhat related. You're talking about like a world record, right? You had to like pick a skill or you had to pick something and your life like depends on it. Oof. What would you go with? To pick a skill in what in what terms? My life depended on this skill. In the future, there's an intergalactic uh, Olympics. Oh no! And if you have and to if be you able fail, to properly execute your skill. Yes, and if you fail, then Earth is that's it. The longest attempted jump on a dirt bike. Attempted. <laughs> because I'm not gonna I might not land you're just it. Gonna go, you're just gonna go up the fucking Grand Canyon and be like, I did it, I attempted it. Yeah, it's either that or longest 
you know, longest poop in a toilet bowl, something like that. Let's not, the mo- let's the not mo- go there. The most curics. <laughs> let's not go there. Let's so, not touch that. So uh, that was a South Park reference, the curics. Um, nice. But uh, I know that's a random yeah. question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, that's tough. You're not gonna get a. a I would. Good th- I would think. I would think you would. Uh, I would think you would. Uh, so you're. Th- you tell me. Are you better at um, motocross than you are at design? No. All right. So then you would have to design something. Well, something. Something on, uh, on Photoshop. Well, not even Photoshop. I would use different, different things. Like I would use my hands. Play-Doh. And, no, just like all different mixed media to create something. Okay. But if. I don't know, man. This is this is a very tough, it's a tough question. It's impossible. Well, we, the, it's like, what are you the best in the world at? It's kind of right. Like what it's and this saying, is but... the this is the rabbit hole you go down when we start talking about ran, random r- wacky yes, facts from you just around pull the world. Listen to these directions. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I don't know. Now what I almost there want could to be, know what there else. There could is be on so that many list. other amazing things on that list. I want to know what else is on the list. Uh, speaking, what's right. in the box? Well, while we're on this important topic, I need to correct the record for something that's. I would argue is not too important, but it's important to get the facts right. Oh, no. My wife called me out. So apparently, um, Harmon Pharmacies, okay. as we talked about, yes. not owned by Bath & Body Works. Okay. Which is what I said. There. Okay. It's owned facts. by Bed Bath & Beyond. Oh, okay, okay. So okay. that's why the coupon game there okay. is more important because everyone gets bombarded with Bed Bath & Beyond uh, coupons. Okay, she's okay. Like, Those coupons are she's legit. She was so proud of our podcast until I made that mistake. Right, right. So I had to correct that record. Right. Well, see, at least we care about accuracy. Always. Always. Sorry. No, don't just, be don't be sorry. I wouldn't see now. Off. I feel bad. Now I feel like I wasn't supporting my my brother in his dream. I want to know what else is on there. Off the rails. I, I want to know what else is. I want to know what else is on <laughs> the list. We're completely now. fucking unhinged. Uh, What's the worst thing you've ever done? Latest in the Squadcast <laughs> news. No, so I'm what not, else is on the list? So right, all right. So so this is thirty one, seconds of each time. All right. So here's <laughs> here's my thirty seconds on this comment. I, I was always you know you watch TV commercials and you see like the Sonic commercial or Flow from uh, Progressive. Yes. And it always comes in the back of my head, or how much do these people make? I wonder. Uh, okay. Do we know? Do you guys want to take a guess? I'll, I'll name a couple of people. I think there's like a a trial period where they get hired, and then if it takes off, they get signed for like more and more commercials and make tons of money. Flow from Progressive, also known as Stephanie Courtney, makes five hundred k a year. Okay. From doing commercials. It's interesting. I would think based on the volume that the. That's probably I would have guessed a little higher than that based on the volume, but she's probably she's got like a blanket deal. I mean, if you're if you're on if you're on a million TV commercials and every media market, and people know who you are, you have a recognized character. You should yeah. make that much. Think how much money. Yeah. Think how much money Progressive Insurance makes. I know, and so. also think about like what market you're in. So the Dozeki's guy, the older dude, Jonathan Goldsmith. Are you talking about the most interesting man in the yes. world? Yes. Yeah, the most interesting man. The OG guy who's now like a good good friends with Obama. Uh, since that is he. Yeah, they became good friends. And but he, the but the the original one has been replaced by a, a younger, most interesting. Is man. there a younger, so, yes. most interesting man? Yes. What? That's yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like Justin Bieber or anything. It's like Thank if that God. if that dude was like in his seventies, this guy's probably like in his fifties. I can't believe they. But he's like a even... like a handsome bearded dude. Yeah, looks worldly. So how much do you think he makes? How much has he earned? I at... bet he was making. That was like one of the biggest ad campaigns ever. You got to make appearances say... and stuff too. I would think. I would bet he's making a mil a year. Two mil. A no. year. Two mil a year. Good for him. Oh, I bet he's still making appearances too. 
Now you guys might see. Like, I don't play or hate when you tell me stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, because like think about it. Imagine being like the sweet smiley woman who puts that face on an insurance company. You know what I mean? I it's know. like you fucking sell insurance. You deny claims. Well, I have you do a lot of shady yeah. shit. <laughs> I have, and you're like, oh, yeah. it's Flo with an apron on. I have. I have so, I, I'll go. I'll, t- I'll talk about that and all that stuff in a second. We can. We'll bring it back after you tell us how much. Okay, so this guy appeared in the show Oz and Law and Order. Okay. And he is Mayhem. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dean Absolutely. Winters. Dean, you know Dean Winters, okay. dude. Yeah. The, the twin brother from Oz. Awesome the boy actor. mayhem, like me. Oh yeah, he's an the awesome Irish actor. Guy. He's yeah. an awesome actor. It's weird yeah. that he's become that dude because he's a dope actor. Those commercials yeah. are pretty cool. Though, yeah, they're. How they, how they yeah, yeah. Four million. He's making. I believe it. Cause I mean, he, he's a baller actor to begin with. At least yeah. in my opinion, he was. Yeah, he's like a renowned character. Yeah, a actor. dope character on us. Yeah. yeah. So like the last one. Can you hear me now? Good. That guy, uh, well, the Verizon guy. guy. And then he left. He was on one. And they he, they he's on sprint took him now. to a new he's yeah. on sprint now. I think he waited for his like non compete to be up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he waited in the yeah. shadows and yeah. then he went. It's a little inside <laughs> baseball there, non compete. Yeah. Derek Malone. So, Legal. Esquire. Esquire. If you need him, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy's name is Paul. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. The don't Marcarelli. Worry about it. Okay. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Good. How much do you think he earned in his years with Verizon? Millions and millions of dollars. Ten mil. Good yeah. for him. Just from saying. Can you hear me now? Good. Do All right. Can I tell you something? All right. Can so, I make a really horrible judgment of that man? Yes. There's just a little Jared Fogel going on there. It makes me worry. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Might little Diet Fogel. Might be a little. Diet Fogel. Might be a Fogel light there. But what I will say is this, right? Like, um, like I would never use Geico insurance. No. Because their commercials are so fucking annoying. All right. So yeah. I will not patronize companies. Yeah, I can't stand Gecko, fucking I mean. flow. I can't. I those those it's like nails on a fucking chalkboard. Like ninety percent of the commercials on TV. And like I will go out of my way to not do business with those companies just because I think their shit is whack. It's nothing worse than like when you're forced. Oh, fuck it. Like cable companies, man. I got like I one. Those. I'm like, how do I live in New York City yeah, yeah. and have one fucking choice yeah, yeah. for cable? I know. I've like looked into it. It's impossible to start a startup fucking cable company. Oh, yeah. Almost of us. Well, it's and it's like you know you just see like I think about Comcast and AT and T and it's just like just cut the check, man. Like every month and it hurts when you're yeah. paying these people and yeah. it it adds up and you're like half the time you're like, dude, what am I even paying for? Like I think about Comcast, right? So you got the Wi-Fi in the crib, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And the triple play. You got? We watch the news. And the babies watch Nick Jr. Yeah. And we'll record an occasional show, and I will watch an occasional sporting event. And somehow that's 200 some dollars. Oh, month. yeah. And yeah, it's dude. like, what dude. the fuck am I paying all that money for? Uh, we cut the cord. We yeah. literally have just internet. It's $100 a month. Yeah. That's still a lot. Well, that's oh, why. Dude, that's, a, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's why a lot, a lot of this is going towards streaming now. Yeah. Well, now they're so you get everything. Uh, not to get too in the weeds, but they're just gonna hammer you for how much you stream. But it's ridiculous how much power they have, and you know. And I was saying, like, I was is the you know this is like an age old thing, but it should be just a la carte. It should be like a list yeah. of fifty things, and I say, or five hundred things, and I say, well, I want that, and I want that, and I want that, and I want that, and I don't want that, and then they say, ding 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 ding, okay, that is yeah. this much, Mister Sanicero, and it's not like I don't need. 500 channels that I'm never going to watch in a million years. I don't need I don't the preview need the, channel. I don't, need, the, I don't need Oprah's network. 
You know what, what I'm they saying? do is I don't need farmersonly.com. Companies love that. Love bundle that multiple networks together I know. and then sell them There's on like bundling. a per channel basis to Feels the a little company. inside baseball. <laughs> let me get, let me tell you about bundling. <laughs> Here's how it works. Stack You're bundles. You're fucked. Yep. Stack bundles. <laughs> You're fucked. That's it. Yeah. What else? Fuck you, pay me. What you That's mean? what Comcast. What that's what Comcast should just call me and, and be she, like, "Fuck you, pay me." Send me a text, AT and T. Fuck you, pay me. She got you by the balls. They do. It got me by the balls. Like a Comcast guy just shows up, kicks you in the balls, mm-hmm. takes your wallet <laughs> <laughs> once a month. You're like the doorbell rings. Yeah. You're like, "Fuck." <laughs> Jesus. You know? Yeah. Speaking of once a month, do you have any? Uh, My period. Yeah. What? Yeah. Are you late? Yeah, you a look little a little bit. puffy. I don't spotting. Know. Spotting. Um, do you have any rituals? Yes, I clean my ears at least three times a day. No, like if you're going to train, do you have any rituals? <laughs> Is there anything you do? <laughs> so I'm so random. You um, are you are a random dude. <clears throat> rituals when I train. Take me through like ten minutes before training. Okay, so it pops in your head. Okay, it's time to go train. Let me uh get my pre workout in. That's the first thing that goes in my head. First thing is, did I eat enough? Do I need to fuel up? Right. In preparation to take a pre workout and get caffeinated and ready to go. What pre workout do you take? Um, there's this one called uh, Vice from G Code. Are you uh, where are you at in the flavors right now? So are you on a kick or are you rotating? Recently, I've been liking uh, the Legend Lime, and I've been mixing it with uh, my Adirondack Seltzer water. Wow! But then I've been mixing that with the Cherry Swola too. So so are, is the carbonation maintained through mixing? Not really. You get a little bit of it because I'm like, I want I want the soda effect of yeah. the carbonation. Yeah. Mix with the seltzer, but I don't know. It doesn't work as well, but it's still there. It's a lot better than, you know, just cold water. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, you know, with the three flavors, you could just keep changing it up, switching yeah. it up, mix I all go three. Through, I've seen, I've gone, I go through phases, definitely. I do as well. Kicks. I do as well. I was like super militant grape initially. And now I just like, I really like them all. And I, a lot of times I just like mix them. Um, like I mix, uh, legend lime with cherry swallow. That's what I've been doing recently. Nice. So it's like, yep. you know, like a little bit of a yep. cherry limeade kind of thing going on. That's delicious. Yeah. It's just like you're switching up your routines. You switch up the pre-workout flavors. Talking about rituals, right? Like when we were trying to like just train to get as strong as possible or as big as possible, like there'd always be a pre-workout snack, right? Yeah. 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 Like an, the, Give so, me an example. So the or... idea is like, so like the idea is to like eat clean right, to the best of your ability, but that in theory, right, what you eat right before you train and what you re- eat right after you train um, won't ever be stored as fat because you're going to exert yourself, right, right. deplete glycogen and all that stuff. So, like, if there's ever a time uh, when you're eating, you know, uh, trying to eat on a program and not eat any shit, if there's ever a time to be able to sneak in stuff that's fun to eat, little snacks and stuff, it would be either pre or post, right? Yeah. So, like, the perfect examples over the years, the, the muffin. Okay. The power of the muff. What were you going to say? Muff diving. I was also gonna say the rice krispie oh, treat. Oh, the rice krispie treat is a great mm. one. The pop tart is a great one. The fucking pop tart, right? Because what you're looking for, right? You're looking for something that's <laughs> gonna just like be digested really easy. Like yeah. you get, and you're gonna enjoy eating it because it's a fucking pop tart or whatever, right? Yeah. But then at the same time, it's not like gonna sit like a brick in your stomach, right? So it's like, you know, so um, no Quest bar pre workout. I don't like the, that'd be I like the worst. I don't like the Quest bar. I eat the Quest bar, and I feel like I guess it's because of the liquid fiber and all that. I eat the Quest bar or comparable bars, and I feel like the bar is completely intact in the wrapper, just sitting in my gut. <laughs> yeah, it's like stuck, <laughs> stuck to your side of your belly. Yeah, it's exactly like I just feel it just sitting there 
come fully intact in the wrapper yeah. in my digestive system. Um, so, right. So, like, I always said, like, compared to, like, a lot of protein bars, I would much rather eat a Snickers bar. Yeah. It's a Snickers bar, and I feel, well I feel fine, and too. the Snickers bar, I'm, you're never going to have gastric distress because <laughs> yeah. you ate a Snickers bar. And based on ingredients, like, so many are deceptively yeah, yeah. labeled and packaged. And sugar, alcohols, and that, all the stuff that, like, you know, it's, like, it's a lot of stuff that... It, you know, and you know, I've eaten a ton. Sure, I've eaten many protein bars in my years in the game, but in general, I just feel like a lot of the time they don't digest real well, and a lot of the times it's just like a dressed-up candy bar that, in a lot of ways, is not even as healthy as a candy bar. Like, just all right, artificial substitute. Perfect example. I will always opt for like a Quaker chewy, chewy granola bar over a protein. Mm. Like, if I'm going to have oh, something yeah. before I train, I'd much rather have, like, a Quaker Chewy. Yeah. Chewies right? are good, man. And it's like, Chocolate right, you eat it, and you don't, there's like, no, you don't, they just, it's per, they're perfectly processed. Right? Perfectly processed. So, yeah. So, granola bar is a good one. Pop-Tart's a good one. Muffin is a great one. The Muff Life. Yeah, if you're living that Muff Life. Uh, the muff, the power of the Muff is, is strong. Um, Rice Krispie Treat, the RKT, as I've seen it referred to. <laughs> the RKT. But, you know, there's like, but there are, there are, RKT. <laughs> there are guys out there who, I've, I've seen, everything? I've seen candy, <laughs> that, that too, that too. But there are guys out there who, I've seen them go the candy route too, though. I've really? seen guys like, like who do Skittles pre-workout or, um. Marshawn? Like Marshawn, right? There's a lot of, about uh, that life. NBA players. About who... that, about that action. Hey. Um, Skittles, right. So Skittles, uh, like, um, Sour Patch Kids, Gummy Worms and all that stuff. Like, the only reason, like, I don't opt for that and I might opt for, like, uh, a muffin or whatever is because it's, like, a little more substantial. It's not just, not just sugar. Yeah. Not just, like, boom, sugar yeah, in your bloodstream. Yeah, yeah. But some other guys like that. Um, yeah, so that's another example. I, and I remember, like, uh, there was, like, an article at one point, like, um, Muscle and fitness or flex or something, right? And I remember, like, some of the dudes at Brigitte used to do it. It's funny. Um, but, like, they they said, like, a, po- a post-workout carb source would be, like, pixie sticks. Because mm. basically all pixie sticks are, like, I think is dextrose right. and flavoring. So it's really, like, not much different than, like, a carbohydrate powder. I thought it was right. buy. Sugar. Well, apparently it's, it's dextrose, which is a form of sugar, but it's, like, you know, it's a... Probably a better form. Like it's a, dextrose is in a ton of like post workout drinks yeah. and whatever, right? Yeah. So it's like, um, so like you know, taking your protein source or your aminos or whatever, and and some pixie sticks with it. But it basically it's like the pixie stick is not much different than a flavored dextrose that you would get from supplement company X. Yeah. And dude, dextrose is so cheap. You can go on like bodybuilding.com and buy like ten pounds. Dude, of you like can go. Months. But here's the thing: you can buy you can buy ten pounds of dextrose for like twenty dollars at bodybuilding.com, and you yeah. think you're getting a great deal. But like, if you, they sell dextrose at like places where they like, uh, um, you can buy feed for livestock. Yeah. So you can buy like a fifty pound bag of dextrose for like, for like bucks. yeah, yeah. Get some bird yeah, feed yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What do pixie like, sticks make you think of? That makes me think of one thing immediately. Uh, I old school. I, I was gonna event. say like, oh, I don't know about old school event. I was gonna say just like, oh, okay, uh, five star camp. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. five star basketball camp. All right. This kid that. showed up with a um, a suitcase filled with <laughs> snacks, like a legit suitcase. And I kind of feel became like the, our best friend. <laughs> is it me or did the kid like not even play basketball? But his parents were like, oh, two week camp. Get, get, this kid, get this kid the fuck out of my face. Get this kid out of here. Give him a suitcase full of wholesale food, candy, fucking boxes. No lie, that's Never exactly. Occurred to me. That's, that's exactly uh, what even fucking. That's yeah, exactly yeah, what yeah, happened. Yeah. And uh, so you know, 
hijinks ensued. <laughs> and at one point, we cut. I uh, say we it might have been I, I or it might not even. I, I'm, I'll he's take in, the brunt. I don't even remember way. who, but someone did. It, it uh, might have been me. I don't. I really don't remember. It might have been. But he had like gigantic pixie sticks. <laughs> Like oh, the big ones that yeah. are like the plastic. Yeah, like it was like a fire hose, you know, a garden hose or the fucking big sticks. And we cut slivers in them. So that when you lift the pixie <laughs> sticks up to eat the pixie sticks, all the sugar just pours out of the Jesus. fucking pixie sticks. So, because everyone was like, dude, what, you got a fucking bag full of survival? Okay, yeah, it came with a bag of candy. candy. It came with a bag of candy. Imagine it was one a lot. Of those in the gym. It had like right a after. shelf's worth of. We were around a bunch, a bunch of teenagers with a bag of candy. We didn't have shit. We didn't yeah, even have heat. Yeah. Air, dude, it was 95 degrees. <laughs> we didn't have air conditioner. Yeah, in the bunk. It reminds me of the bunk. He's just uh, sitting there eating fucking. Yeah. I remember the the one the, we had like a mixtape with us, and we had like some tapes with us. Yes. We had a mixtape with us, and this one kid, um, like the mixtape we like had like Biggie and Woo on it, and Master, Nas, Master Ace, Ace, the INC ride. ride, right? It had like all kinds of like uh, summer classics and and like just like golden era stuff. That's when right? the Jizz's first album came. Right, out. right, right. Yeah, that was, and was on it. This kid kept putting. Uh, this one kid, like every anytime I turn my back, would pull out the mix, take the mixtape out, and put Mob Deep the Infamous in. Yeah, yeah I gotta give him props. My you take my one tape out and put the other tape in, and so I, nice. I got to tip the cap to him. But he was he was playing the Infamous the whole time. We were in camp. It's funny. It's is funny. there and camp, is there like a members. certain music that you bump as like a ritual when you go to the gym? Certain genre, certain group. Oh, come on, that's a stupid question. Ask me. I mean, you know there's I only one genre yeah. of music I'm listening to at the gym. It's not like I'm putting on like uh, Pink Floyd. Not like I would listen to that outside of the gym, but you know, uh, I can't say that there's. I've had this Black Thought mix that I made like two years ago, and it's like the last, not even maybe it was a year ago. I think I sent that to you. I don't know. It's like five. The last five years of Black Thought features, mm-hmm. where he just has been crushing yeah, fucking yeah. cameos of two minute verses, like thirty two bars at a clip. Yeah. He's and, uh, incredibly prolific MC. And yeah. he does this thing now, which is awesome. At every Roots picnic, him and the DJ, uh, J Period, record a live mixtape. Wow. So J Period just like takes like a James Brown breakbeat and puts it on for like two minutes. And he Black just freestyles Thought, it. And Black Thought off the top. And then they'll um, like redo, um, what the hell's the Master Ace, Big Daddy Kane anthem from back in the day. Crooklyn. The symphony. Right. So like he did it the symphony and he brought out like Prodigy and Havoc and somebody else and like wow. re-recorded the whole symphony oh, live. And everybody there with him has to record it live. And it's like a 90-minute thing and it's all perfectly blended. And he does it live on the spot. So he does that once a year. So that alone is like you know, yeah, yeah. I've, so I've got like that spliced with all these features and everything. I'm like, it's prolific fucking output. It's all like up tempo and crazy shit. The the only time, like in terms of genre, like the only time that I listen to hip hop mm-hmm. anymore is any time that I listen to music. Okay. There you go. Uh, I, I that, have was, a, that was a joke. So, so so the only time that I listen to hip hop is any time that I listen to music. I have no idea what you're saying. Oh, okay. It makes got... no sense. No, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. where you That's, all, That's, all, That's, That's all I listen to. That's all I listen to, yeah. Pretty much and all I listen to. And also all the uh, Conway... All that shit. Basically, yeah. like the full, the recent discography of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that on. You've been rocking that a little bit. Oh yeah, no, I listen Re- to Reject all. on steroids and uh, Hitler on steroids. <laughs> there's a there's a dope track with uh, Droog. Ah, your old Droog. Your yeah, old Droog. he's double up. I, he's like 
almost officially affiliated with them. It wouldn't oh, surprise wow. me if he's like the next Shady Records wow. domino to fall. That would be awesome. Because I think they're all like in the same studios. Wow. Oregon. And Rock Marciano, like a bunch of those. Oh, he's amazing. Like New York Rock slang. Rock Marciano is an incredible band. underrated MC. Yes. Yeah. Unbelievable. So there you go. I got that in. Um, ritual right now. I told you I'm just like, I'm in like the don't bring a gym bag. Get right to the gym. Yeah. Take get some in. fucking vice. Get go in. It. I'm really like just trying to fucking hammer myself right now. It's awesome. I've had like two weeks of just feeling good. I've just been hammering myself and eating. Yeah. Yeah. I am at the point now where I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. But you know what, though? That's the thing, though. Like, and I mean, it's, in all honesty, right? Like, if I go, like, incredibly long periods of, like, eating clean, mm-hmm. you know, incredibly long for me, in quotes, yeah. right? Or I, you know, eat a high-protein diet but just kind of eat whatever I want. Like, there's no real drastic change in, like, my physique at all. And I think it's largely because just of the consistency of the training. And, and that's it's what like, I've been you, figuring it, out. That's the thing, man. It's like, if you, if you, if you train hard as shit yep. and eat like a man... It's not like you're going to wake up one day and be a fat dude. That's what it's I've not, been, that's I've been noticing. Works, you know? So first of you all, just like. Become, you just become burlier and manlier. First of all, like, I don't eat shit generally. There you go. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I, know you don't. I don't have I know you don't. chips yeah. and fucking shit lying around. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wouldn't eat that no, yeah. if I woke up and was in the fucking, had the best physique in the world. I yeah, wouldn't yeah. eat that shit. Nobody wants to eat shit. But. Like one day a week, I'll eat the shit out of like shit. sliders yeah. or something that, you know what I mean? Fucking tons Ge- of fat general calories. chicken. Yeah, general chicken. <laughs> like that's, you know, that's, that's a, not like a, a original, just as unhealthy. That's like one of my favorite dishes. But I don't even really like eat that often. But like I'll get down on like some taco truck or oh, Tex-Mex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some shit like that. I'll have now a couple beers on the weekend. Like hey. that shit happens, right? Now you're talking. Uh-oh. But I usually live, and I've totally learned... And it wasn't just because of like me trying to be like the optimal human being. It was yeah, just yeah, sure. habits in many ways. Yep. I would be like intense cardio, intense cardio, intense cardio, and scrutinize every fucking thing that I eat. Right. And then I'd have like a a day a bad day, and it would just the sh- the, the pounds would stick mm, with me, right. and like there would be this residual thing. Right. And what I've noticed in training in the last couple of weeks is. That's not happening. I'm training, yeah, and yeah. since I eat healthy most of the yeah, time, yeah, sure. that bad fucking day is not, I'm not getting worse. No, no. Whereas you, if, normally, if I didn't do like three or four yeah, days yeah. of hardcore cardio, like mm-hmm. I would do that just to stay equal. Right, right. And that fucking sucks, man. Right. Well, <laughs> you're training, one, you're, you're, meta- you're, you're training your metabolism. Two, yeah. the, the weightlifting creates a greater need for calories for yeah. caloric intake beyond that um you uh process calories better the more lean mass your body carries yeah even if we're talking a couple pounds up you yeah. know uh your body just processes calories better at that point you're you become a more lean efficient machine yes the more lean mass you carry it sounds like so, crazy oh yeah sorry. no no yeah. so like those things all have an impact and it's like you know and at a certain point it's like all right like if there's a specific purpose to your dieting Mm-hmm. Right, you've got some sort of competition. You're making weight for this thing. You have a very specific goal. Yeah. Right. Like that's one thing. But at the same time, like you know, if you're like a fucking dude, you know, and you're, you know, training weights in a vigorous manner on a consistent basis, but then you know, you're eating like a runway model, you know, 
and you're like hyper conscious of every single thing that goes into your mouth, I know, yeah. like in a way that like, I don't know, it just, it, it seems not only impractical, but it seems like it's not masculine. You well, all right, yourself. I fucking said it. I said <laughs> it. I hear you. You got to enjoy it. yourself. Like, like, you know, real men eat. You know, it's like, you got to yeah. eat. You got to fucking yeah. eat. And if you're going to yeah. train hard, then then you're going to recruit, you're going to create a, a need for more calories yeah. and you're going to process those calories better. I don't know. Just well, enjoy, no, dude, enjoy your life. No, that, that's kind of like where I'm at right now. And it's funny. I mean, the real reason I would like worry about what I was eating because I could gain weight fast. And I have in the past. And you know what I mean? Like a month of fucking weights, not paying attention to what I'm doing, gaining 10 pounds, that would happen naturally for me. It's the weights. And I'm like, I'm, dude, by the way, the, the power five, of the weights, seven. my friend. You know, I'm power five, of the weights. Seven. Are you? Yeah. You seem taller than that. I would think so. You're a man of I'm tremendous five, stature. Seven. My nephew, you know, he's at the age, it's like, oh, who's taller? Is he taller than Uncle Mark? Yeah. yeah. He's taller than me. But I found out, I'm like, Man, I used to be listed at like 5'11", yeah, six yeah. foot in the basketball yeah, yeah. program. I, on my license, it says I'm five ten. I always ten. saw Tops you. I, I always thought. I always thought you were five nine. That's what I always thought. I thought you were a niner. Five, I'm officially niner. now. Maybe five, I, maybe I fluctuates dude, from day to day. Right? Five seven. Yeah, I mean, they say if you wait, like measure at the end of the day versus the morning, it could fluctuate a little. Carrying the weight <laughs> of the world on your shoulders all day makes you shorter by the end of the day, right? Well, you know, it's a it's there a heavy is. burden. That's what it is. But yeah, so like. Like Atlas, like at five seven, just a regular dude. Yeah, I could gain ten pounds in a month, no problem. Right. And like for me, like that that adds up quick. You're talking like you know certain percentage of your body weight. So, anyways, right now, if I'm hungry, I eat. Right. Yeah. And I've just been training. Yep. And if I'm hungry, I eat. Yep. I haven't been like I've only been focusing on like now I eat like a pretty healthy, clean, high protein diet, mm -hmm. five days a week, pretty pretty religiously right it's those two days on the weekend that have always killed me sure. but uh i've just been eating and focusing on training yeah that's it i'm like yeah, i need to, i need to build a yeah. habit of training yeah. and i'm not gonna nitpick every other aspect of my life until like i feel like i've got that habit down i know it should be comprehensive in every fucking thing but i'm like i'm just gonna eat what's, yeah. the, what's the dirtiest thing you ate in the past week white castle oh it's dirty did not do the white castle okay I love fucking now, <laughs> I'd say the dirtiest thing would be as of the Yankee game, and like we ordered these nachos, nice, right, with crickets in it. Dude, I didn't, I didn't even know like this was a thing they sold at Yankee Stadium. It's like in one of these stupid, or not stupid, but it was cool, like club kind of things. They have like a hundred of them around the stadium, whatever. But it was Fritos. It was nachos made with Fritos. Nice. Oh dear Christ. So there's nachos, jalapenos, chili. And cheese. Beautiful. Jesus Christ. Like, beautiful. It was, and when I say it was like a barrel. I love it. Like, I could, we couldn't, at a certain point, I'm like, I can't eat another pound. I could do without the Fritos. Give me the nachos. So that shit was grimy. That's all right. I, I like it. I had a, no, I, it was actually, I would <clears throat> I would normally prefer nachos. It was fucking good, man. Yeah. yeah. I, what I had about a, Dorito? Doritos would probably Doritos be awesome on that. Yeah. I mean, plus, you know, like, I'm at a game having a beer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Dorito's my favorite perfect. chip. Is it? Yep. OG or Cool Ranch? I like them. I like them all, but the traditional Dorito. Okay, I think it's tough to fuck with. Here's a question. I'm talking about if you had to buy like a, tr a commercial chip, traditional Dorito. Ah, chip. Salt and vinegar. I like salt and vinegar chips. Tradition. I mean, like really sour cream and onion. I love, but I've actually I've grown fond of like one the, chip. One chip. I don't eat. I mean, they're both good. Both Doritos. They're both good. Right. I don't eat. I can't get past the 
Lays. What it is. Okay. That's like a tough thing for me to eat a lot of. I would have to go with like lime Tostitos. Okay. Hmm. You know, like the new ones where it has the, okay. the lime flavor. Like I could eat. Respect it. Sun I, could chips eat a, I could eat a wheelbarrow of those. Yeah. No problem. All right. So moving on with eating. Yeah. I ate a Big Mac the other day. I saw. I saw you had a Big Mac. Oh, it was fucking incredible. And your daughter had a uh, had a ballet so recital. Yeah, yeah. And you, uh, yeah. Sienna had two <sighs> ballet recitals in the same day, and we keep it fucking real in my house. So oh after, yeah. So after, yeah after, so after the first one, after the one o'clock show, <laughs> we went and got uh, we went and got a little bit of chow right quick. And we, went to, we had a Mickey D's. Fucking so good. It was wow, so good. Wow, man, that sounds really so good, good right now. The so Big good. Mac is so good. Let's go amazing. get some. It was so good. It was awesome. Here's a question. Since you live in the city, yeah. have you ever come across like rolled ice cream? Uh, I know, know exactly like what it trend. is. Yeah, I haven't gone to it yet. Uh, you know, it's like when you live in like New York and you see all these like regular BuzzFeed videos from like everyone else's social yeah. media and you're like, oh my God, I should go to that because it's near me and they live in like Minnesota and they're posting. They're like, "Could you, we should drive 11 hours <laughs> and go to New York yep. City and yeah. you're like, you feel like this sense of obligation, uh, like I need to go do this, but it's like, I get to eat unique things, like randomly. If I go into a place, they'll have something that I haven't had before, even yeah. if it's just like a special of the day. I don't need it to be like standing on the head thing where I go wait in six hours and it's like there's tourists there. Yeah. Like I was just curious because I'm I I see it all over like the internet. They're rolled ice cream and I'm like. I'd rather just have like a twist cone. I want to go. I would, but it's not like. Uh, Unless it's really great. I don't know. It's I not like, like I'm dying to go. I like uh, Cold Stone. Dude, Cold Stone's fucking great. I, I've been on a, a pistachio gelato fucking kick. Wow. Had some at uh, Arthur Ave Little Italy uh, when I was there. Great. Dude, had an Italian egg roll. What's that like? What's that like? Fried with uh, soprasat and moots in it. Oof. That's maybe that's the dirtiest. That's amazing. But that was like in Arthur Ave, made by Mike's Deli, so I don't oh, count it as dirty no, because it's, it's not, like the highest level, like uh, in terms of like uh, craftsmanship yeah, yeah, ingredient. Exactly. Like it wasn't in a box right frozen yeah, in the course, supermarket, course. so I don't count no, it's it. Different. Yeah, it's I not it. mass produced. No, I get it totally. Um, that shit was banging. Man. Dip it in some fresh marinade. I had some. Uh, I had some. Yeah. Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I, had, uh, I mean, I what's love your every go to? What's your Talenti. flavor? See, if I was gonna do like gelato, or that's well, that's not true. That's not fair because Talenti is gelato, right? Yeah. Talenti's a bad. And Talenti's creamy enough that it's ice cream. But like, if you get too icy on me, I gotta go fruit. Like I'm not eating chocolate ice. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh yeah, so, no, like, no, no, no. You know I totally agree. Like, uh, if you go to uh, Rita's or something, yeah, 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 like, yeah. I you gotta get, I gotta yeah. get fruit stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right. So anyway, so um, <laughs> that's funny. When we start talking, right? But like the, <laughs> no, weird, that, that, the weird, usually categories. we disagree yeah, on yeah. fruit mixings yeah, 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 and things, yeah, yeah. but I completely yeah, agree yeah, yeah. with that, man. Um, but uh, yeah, Ben and Jerry's tough to tough to go wrong with Ben and Jerry's. But I like the milk and cookies. I'm a cookie yeah, man. That. Have you had Ben and Jerry's milk and cookies? Oh, it's a fucking good time. Yeah. It's a good time. But honestly, like with both Talenti and Ben and Jerry's, you could pick any yeah, of their yeah. fucking flavors yeah, yeah. and I'd dig it. And I've never had one that's not That good. double dark chocolate Talenti is no joke. I like the mango and the fucking- And you see now they have- uh, See, that's what I'm talking about. See, I'm not, you know, I'm not eating- It's good mango. though. No, I'm sure good. it is. I'm sure it is because it like, it starts to become like sorbet. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's what I look yeah, at it as. I'm like, it's like a mango sorbet or right, like a Right, but it's like my choice is between that and Ben and Jerry's. I'm getting Ben and Jerry's. 
It's either I go. Yeah, but see if if there's like a chocolate covered pineapple chunk in Ben and Jerry's, you're bailing, right? Yeah, that's not my scene. Yeah, see, I'm like, that's not my scene. Give me the moose tracks. Yeah, moose tracks. Chocolate therapy. Did you ever have that one? That's a good one. No, but it sounds great. One of the one of the flavors in the mixture is chocolate pudding. Really? In that ice cream. So you know they're like expanding to like they have the core, right? Yeah. Which is just like. A core of chocolate brownie yeah, 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 through yeah, the middle yeah, yeah. of brownie now, batter core. Now they have the slices, which oh, are the ice cream sandwich version or the chocolate covered wow. ice cream version of each flavor. Jesus. So you get like a roll of them. Yo, the ice cream truck came down my street the other day, right? So the baby's wild out. Uh-oh. And, uh oh. And so we ran over and they all got popsicles, and but I got the uh, the chocolate eclair bar. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like the chocolate eclair. It's got like the uh, no cookies. WWE I mean, bar. Like, I was just about to say that's funny. That's you're a fucking genius. How good were the WWF Yo, sandwich, sandwich bars? The WWE. With the guy, with the, uh, whoever. Oh Macho Man my on it. god, yeah. dude! That cookie, that, still that cookie, and the ice cream and the chocolate. It was like it, this perfectly constructed. I don't think you can. Real quick, top five ice cream truck delights. <laughs> Chip Witch. Chip Witch? A Chip Witch. Oh, we talked clear and I were talking about one yeah, last yeah. night. What about the baseball mitt with the little, with the uh, little gumball? gumball in it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those are cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one in the bottom of well, the yeah. cone. Well, they, Screwball. Sienna Screwball. Got, Sienna, got, go. Sienna got something like that where it was like, because that's almost like, I don't even know what you would call that. Like, it's almost like water ice meets gelato or something. Yeah. Like, it's a weird texture well, thing. I got to tell you. But she got like this cherry lemon thing, but it was like the head of one of the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. my banging. number one go-to ice cream truck move. Choco Taco. Well, that's that's a banger. Right? These are all we, we were don't talking all prepackaged ones, but I am a cherry dipper. Ah. Give me the fucking cone with the two See, with the, with the custard and dip it in that artificial you're ta- cherry. You're, ta- you're talking, um, Mr. Softy. Yeah. Are you right? Yeah, that's the thing though, because like some a lot of the times the truck comes by with and it just would just be like fr- a good humor, frozen yeah. stuff, yeah. which is fine. Yeah, but Mister Softy is the best yeah. thing ever, and you get a milkshake of Mister Softy. That shit is like you get a Pavlov, milkshake dude. of Mister Softy. Pavlov. See, but I don't get yeah. the I don't get the the fruity. I'll get the chocolate dip, but I won't get cherry dip. Oh yeah, same see. thing. It's back to the yeah. Back a, to the you the have a, e- you have a phobia. <laughs> I call it a code. You call it a phobia. A, I'm going to give you a fidget spinner and a cherry dip and yeah. see if you can navigate yeah. the situation. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, you get the Mr. The Mr. Softy comes through and you can get a milkshake and get an actual oh, black, yeah. really? black yeah. and white milkshake yeah. from the Mr. Softy. Oh, malt. Malt. All right, the you're best. killing me, guys. We're at, we got to go eat. Best. Dying. Everyone listening is like, fuck, I got to go get like something. Yeah. Absolutely. It's time. How do we end up? How do we even end up on ice cream? Well, we went down a rabbit hole. We, we don't a, complain about these kind of things. We don't we celebrate them. We went yes. down a rat. We went down a rabbit hole because all of a sudden it turned into like, uh, like a morning talk show. Well, that's like another myth. It's because I was talking about it. I know. I know. I know it from working in the, the field and intimately with pro bodybuilders and world class sure. athletes sure. for years now. Like the myth, I tell us people all the time, like the myth that. Oh, that guy oh, that's yeah. on like that magazine cover, he must eat, yeah. you know, he must drink tap water yeah. and eat tuna. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's his, and use Roy, like that's it, and inject himself. Those yeah. are the three yeah, yeah, things yeah. that his body the, consumes. The three like, things that people No, think. until you've seen like a dude like crush a whole thing of fucking <laughs> Tasty Cakes. RKTs. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like the shit that you wish you could right, eat. Right, of course. He does all this other shit to right, him. Right, right. 
so that you can eat yeah, those. Yeah, of course. I, I would I would say that there's nowhere in the world that food is as fetishized. Yeah. As with lifters and bodybuilding. Because you appreciate more because it's like like a a puddle in the desert. For sure. And it's like funny, like you see like how that mindset like like is rubbed off like on Tara is a perfect example, right? Where it's like, you know, like her family, like I I get the sense of like growing up, they eat like a lot of like kind of plain and straightforward stuff. Yeah. Right? So like, you know, like a holiday comes and they're just thrilled with like an apple pie Hmm. or a chocolate cake. Yeah. But then Tara comes I mean, through. Then Tara, nothing. Oh, oh, yeah. But then Tara comes through with a cake that's embedded with Oreos and <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah. oh with, right and all this crazy shit. Right, you've yeah. had some of the stuff she makes. Right, but it's because of so me. Good. It's because I've warped her perception yeah, yeah. that like it's not extreme enough. It's yet. Like you showed you have her to keep pushing the yeah, envelope. You showed her the three minute mile. <laughs> yes, exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. What if the Oreos had Oreos? In them? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what if the Oreos? Had Oreos in them. That's it. That's the challenge. You know, if there's if there's <laughs> this thing, what? if there's this thing, and it's good the way it is, yeah. why can't it just be so great and so extreme? That's actually a great question. You know, why can't Oreos have Oreos? Yeah, in that's them? what I'm saying. If you made an Oreo with many Oreos in them, yeah, too much. Oreoception. No, no. Says who? It's too Dude, much. Please, now that there's like a million. Oreo flavors. But see, that's I the thing. I want to eat a burger that's with little thing. sliders made, f- you know, to make the burger. That's it? I had a good slider. You make a burger, you go get burgers, and then you make a burger and you put the burger in between <laughs> the two burgers. You know what I'm saying? So I, I bought two oh, yeah. McDonald's hamburgers yeah. and then you wait, go home and you make a burger. You get a bumper t- burger. And then the roll is the one burger and the second burger. I went to wow. a place this weekend. <laughs> I went to a place this weekend that, that does the the burger on the donut yeah, and then yeah. suspends it over a bread bowl of tomato soup. <laughs> what the fuck? Next time yeah. on the See, that's not cast. extreme. Like, to I, me, that's I like, actually ate a burger. See, that's like, like, all right, so like what I'm talking about is like, all right, you're making a cake and then the cake gets Oreos and the cake gets chocolate chip cookies or whatever the fuck and it's like, all right, here are all these things in the same genre. We're going to mix them together yep. and make, take one, take a bunch of awesome deep stuff fry it. and then make one, the one incredible thing. I love all, yeah, all the deep fried Oreos and stuff is the shit. Do you ever have deep fried Oreos with ice cream on them? Oh, yeah. Woo. Coming up next, that's so, Diner Diamond so and Dash. I'm going to tell you, that's living. I feel obligated to <laughs> yes. continue to tell you something that I've, that I ate on okay. the same day. All okay. of Serenade. these things I ate. Serenade us. All these things happen in, in the food again, whatever you want to call yep, it. Yep. So a burger talking to, talking to my hollowed phone, out on top, yeah. filled with whiz oh, yeah. and okay. fries. Oh, a fondue okay. burger. A Jeez, fry fondue burger. Oh, yeah. It's good. <laughs> whiz, I, I'm, I see like I don't turn my nose up at whiz because I, I'm an OG cheesesteak eater. Yeah, see, like you know, so it's like funny, if you like, had if you've had the OG cheesesteak with whiz on it, then it's I've like, had it, and I don't, and you, you, I'm sure you agree that like the best cheesesteaks in Philly are not the whiz places. No, no. To but me, but if you could get a you could get a whiz with Tony Luke's, and it's the truth, dude. To me, they're like separate food groups. Okay, they're completely sure. separate items. I don't confuse one for the other, yeah. and I like both. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Well, I like I've been a cheesesteak eater my whole life, but at one point somewhere. And I'm trying to remember where the hell it was. I had a steak sandwich that was basically like a New York strip steak on garlic bread. Mm, oh, yeah. That and that was bounce. the best yes. fucking sandwich. And that wasn't a cheesesteak. It was a steak sandwich, but it was not a cheesesteak. Next time you're making a uh, visit yes. with some of our friends, yes, possibly in Long Island. Okay. Uh, Oof, I, Long know, Island. I know a place Never go there that again. does that <laughs> on the way back. I got a diner for you. Okay. Might be slightly out of your way by like 10 minutes, but okay. I know you're always like, get me the fuck out of Long Island. Oh my God. It's the worst, so tra- worst traffic in the world. It's so funny. I don't, 
I mean, I deal with traffic all the time too. I don't, because I'm not crossing over the bridge. I feel like I avoid that completely somehow. Yeah, yeah, living I'm in sure. this, I don't know how I live in the city and avoid that. Anyways, no one gives a shit. Um, we're I, gonna go. I care. We're gonna go find a cheesesteak hey. of some kind. Hey. It's gonna be a healthy one. Tune in next week on the Foodcast. Yeah, that's life. What do you mean? Food so is life and good. Hell yeah, celebrate it. All right, thank you. That is Squadcast episode. Seven. Seven. Thanks for checking. Tune in next week. Lucky seven. Go get some ice cream and some foods. You know you fucking can go eat the shit out of everything, people. You know it. Peace. You've earned it.